beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rhodes? Where we're going, we don't need Rhodes. I am your father. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of After the Ending. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And Phil... We are doing some fun stuff tonight uh, as we are recording this live. Uh, yesterday was Father's Day, so our, our one of our episodes has a slight Father's Day theme to it. Uh, but that'll be our second episode for the evening. Do you want to tell people what we're doing in our first episode of the evening? Yes, that's right. For our main feature, we are going to be going after the ending of Edgar Wright's Shaun of the Dead. Yes, Shaun of the Dead, a classic, classic film. Uh, and then we're going to be discussing, we're going to have a little uh, discussion about some interesting stuff. Phil, it was your idea. Why don't you tell people what we're, what we're going to talk about? Yeah, we're going to be discussing uh, movies versus television. You know, we've got so many. I was inspired by the fact that the Loki TV show is going. We've had a few of the, we've had WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and they're telling long-form stories. I just thought we'd discuss uh, the rise of that and what could be better, the fact we have movies which tell a story often in just you know an hour and a half, two hours. Although the Marvel movies, you could say, are one big long-form thing, and I'm really right. bringing my arms around here. Right. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be discussing a bit of that about uh, TV, TV shows versus movies. Yes. Battle Royale between TV yeah. and movies. <laughs> yes, which is the best? Are or, the same? Right. Things like that. It'll be that, or it'll be a gentlemanly discussion. One of yes. those. And as always, you can join us uh, if you're watching us live on Facebook. If you leave comments, we'll be able to read them, and we can flag them up if uh, they're pertinent or we just want to share them. But, uh, yes, that's for the main feature, and we'll have the post-credit episode after this. So stay tuned for that. And we have already got our first uh, our first comment from Christine saying, Happy Father's Day. Thank you very much, Christine. Yes, appreciate that. We are both pleased to be fathers, and we appreciate the sentiment. And uh, awesome. Okay, well, let's kick things off. So, Phil, uh, we're going to discuss Shaun of the Dead first. We're going after the ending of Shaun of the Dead. Uh, I know it's one of my favorite films, and I'm going to just go ahead and spoil it, Phil. I know it's one of your favorite films, too. Yes, it is. It's one of my favorite films. I do like the Cornetto trilogy. Um, yeah. Shaun yeah. of the Dead is probably still the best, but I like the fact they're all a little bit different. But uh, Simon, Pegg and I, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Edgar Wright, he just uh, did so many good things. I mean, even from space, back in the early days of space and on onwards, they're always, it's always worth a watch, always funny. Yep, yep. So for those of you who may not be familiar, the Cornetto trilogy is uh, the three films that Edgar Wright directed that, that uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost were in, of course, starting with Shaun of the Dead, then followed up by Hot Fuzz, followed up by The World's End. They are not really related, except for tonally uh, and cast-wise, but story-wise, they all take place. They're all separate movies. Yes, yeah. Unless you want to go really meta, but we're gonna we're gonna save that for now. <laughs> um, uh, so, Sean of the Dead, the quick—I mean, very quick recap on this one. Sean, he's a slacker. Ed is his best friend. He's a slacker. Sean gets dumped by his girlfriend Liz, and then a zombie apocalypse breaks out. And these two guys who are kind of—they're uh, not idiots, but they're slackers, right? They sort of manage to survive, go rescue Liz. Sean's mom gets eaten. Liz is 
boyfriend gets eaten or a new somebody who likes her. And at the very end, uh, Ed gets bitten and turns into a zombie. And Sean and Liz are together and they're in love, but they're about to get eaten by zombies. And then the British troops show up and save the day. And at the very end, Sean and is out in his garage or shed or whatever, playing video games with a zombified Ed. And that's pretty much it. If you've seen it, you should know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, then uh, you go watch it because it's brilliant. Yeah, very well done. But it's uh, one other little thing as well. We also see that other surviving zombies are being used for manual labor, right. getting trolleys from and things like that. What's right, right, good. Yes, thank you for mentioning. I forgot to mention that as an important point to make. So, um, it's one of the few horror comedies that really works so well on both fronts. It's very, very funny. Uh, also, has some truly tense and scary moments. So, I think that's why everybody loves it so much, right? Yeah, totally. And so it's got some great use of music throughout the film, which is mm, yes. always another thing about Edgar Wright, because of course he made Baby Driver as well. Yeah, so which he like his music, he doesn't know how to combine it. So it's uh, yeah, it's yeah. if you haven't seen it, we spoiled it, but it doesn't matter. It's still it's worth so a watch. Barely touched on it. It's uh, yeah, yeah. It's so good, and it's um great cast, a lot of recognizable faces, um, and just just you know, really terrific. So all right, so there you go. There's our plug for Shaun of the Dead. Uh, Phil, do you um, do you want to go first this week? You want me to go first? Okay. Yeah, I can go first. Go first. Go for it. Let's hear it. Okay. Time moves on as time does. Liz and Sean are happy and expecting their first child. Mm. Sean still plays video games with Ed. Uh, it's it's more like a home office now, no longer a shed. And he has found that Ed's reactions are improving over time, and he even laughs at some of Sean's jokes. Hmm. But then the news reports. Uh, show how some of the surviving zombies seem to be becoming more intelligent. There's even word of a few escaping and attacking humans again. In order to stop another outbreak, a nationwide purge of the zombies is ordered. Worried about Ed, Sean doesn't know what to do. And then Ed speaks. Sean, I'm not the Ed you knew, but I know you're a good person. We are actually creatures from a distant galaxy and escaped when our sun collapsed. Our plan was to possess your dead and ask for asylum, but something went wrong, leaving us mindless for such a long time. We apologize. <laughs> but now we can think and speak, but our approach to the governments of the world has largely been met with betrayal and they want us all dead. However, the country of Iceland have offered amnesty to our kind and the temperature will keep us uh, up about a lot easier can you help me get there blown away by this revelation sean agrees and discusses it with liz a plan is formed take the car get to the docks avoid the zombie killers get on a ship go over to iceland have a cup of tea and wait for the whole thing to blow over and that's my uh, uh i love it i love it uh for, and, and obviously uh for those of you who've seen the movie you know that that's a very nice kind of homage to the plan in the actual film if you haven't seen it that's that's what that was expertly done thank you quite the that's monologue right. from uh ed the zombie that was impressive well yeah i've been biding this time working at all yeah. but i was inspired by that because the bit at the start of shawn of the dead that you hear talk about a satellite or something going over mm -hmm. or an asteroid so i right, thought i'd right. go with the alien angle of things Cool, cool. I like it. I dig it. That's a lot of fun. Okay, that was mine, but what's yours? All right. So uh, here we go. Sean goes right back to the slacker life. While life in post-zombie England is different, it also feels largely the same. He gets a new job. This time he goes from being an electronic salesman to being a clerk in a video game store. It's a pretty lateral move, but he gets all the latest games for cheap so he can play them with zombified Ed. Their favorite games to play are Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, all the war games and first-person shooters. Meanwhile, in a remote village in Norfolk, 
two young men believe they've killed all the vampires in a cursed town and lifted <laughs> the curse, but one vampire has survived. Fueled by vengeance, she starts biting locals at will and turning them, and soon a massive vampire uprising is underway. But it turns out that zombies are cured when bitten by vampires. Don't ask me the science behind that, because I've <laughs> But they are. So Sean unleashes Ed, sets out to rescue Liz, who's stuck at work in a building surrounded by vampires. But no matter what Sean tries, he can't get a vampire to bite Ed. They just keep coming after him instead. <laughs> However, Sean quickly realizes that his thousands and thousands of hours of warfare gameplay have turned him into a sniper-level crack shot. Using everything from wood chips and a slingshot to bullets dipped in holy water, Sean carves a path of utter destruction, taking out vampires left and right until he finally reaches Liz. Sean's holding off the vampires, but doesn't see one coming up from behind, about to bite him in his neck. But Zombie Ed, with his last trace of humanity, pushes, the pushes uh, Sean out of the way, and the vampire sinks its teeth into Ed's neck, which starts the process of his transformation back into a human. Standing atop a pile of undead bodies, Sean heroically kisses Liz while surrounded on all sides by vampires and zombies in an epic battle of the undead, while the transforming Ed wanders off in search of an Xbox and some crisps. <laughs> the end. Excellent. Very good. Thank you. I realized in my last couple endings, I went a little smaller. So I was like, I need to go a little bigger this time. And I, I have this very clear visual of like Sean and Ed and like this sweeping shot with like the camera circling around them, just like on this pile of bodies of dead vampires. And like there's this just war of vampires and zombies raging all around. Them. He's got like the one arm around her waist. He's kissing her like a romance co uh, novel cover, you know, like I have it all in my head. It's like, I wish I could just take the things in my head and put them on the screen. I'd be like a billionaire. Um, but unfortunately, it's not that easy. So. No, actually, it's in keeping with Shaun of the Dead as well. I could see the bit where he's there'd be a montage, wouldn't it, of uh, Sean trying to get Ed bitten by vampires. That's exactly what I was thinking, right? Like, I didn't want to go, I didn't want to make it too long, but I was like, all these things he's trying to do, like setting like traps and stuff almost, like trying to get vampires to bite Ed and none of them will. Like, I thought that could be very funny. So yeah. I'm glad that you, uh, great minds think alike. You clearly can see what I'm, what I'm going for here. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. I just realized I haven't put any of our tickers or banners up yet. So just because I, I went to the trouble of making them, I should put them up. So <laughs> we go after the ending of 2004, Sean. Of the Dead. And if you're listening to this on the podcast version, that means nothing to you. So don't worry about it. Um, and if you're watching it live or after the fact, then you'll at least see what I'm talking about. But if you are listening to it on the podcast and wondering what it is, if you come out along to Facebook uh, you, um, when we do the recording every other Monday, usually, mm -hmm. uh, you'll be able to watch us, see our faces, which may put you off, or it yeah. may actually yeah, put, good thing. May yeah. tempt you in. You never know, but you can also watch and, and look at the things behind us, all the books, the graphic novels, the comic art, and what have you. See yeah. it changes every week. See if anything's thematic. Totally. Think, oh, but there we go. But yeah, but that's the endings. So. All right. Okay, so there you go. Those are our endings, like you said, for Shaun of the Dead. Uh, great film. Definitely check it out, and then uh, you know, hopefully you oh, enjoy okay. our endings as well. If you want to hear what we thought about uh, Hot Fuzz and the ending after that, if you go way, way back to episode 20, which mm -hmm. is only an audio podcast form, but if you go to that, you'll be able to hear our endings for Hot Fuzz. Yes, yes, which we had a lot of fun with that as well. Also a great film. So I guess at some point we'll have to do The World's End. Well, I feel like a lot less people have seen that one. So Yeah, but I think for completion we should do it. Yeah, we definitely have to. We'll give it a little time, though, since we just now did Shaun of the Dead. So, All right, cool. So... 
that means it is time for us to move on to our battle royale. I've used that term a lot today, apparently, because I used it in my ending and in our <laughs> intro now again. But we are – so this was great, Phil. Like you said, you know, with Loki coming out, this is Marvel's third series now to hit Disney+. Plus. Um, you know, what we wanted to kind of talk about the difference or the – the good and the bad, if you will, the pros and the cons, maybe of you know long form storytelling versus short form, short form storytelling. You know, the I kind of boiled it down to this, Phil. For me, it came down to this: Does everything have to be a TV series? Because that's how I feel like things are going these days. So that's yeah. my question then to start things off. I'll throw it to you. Does everything need to be a television series these days? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Uh, I think if somebody has a good story and can be uh can commit to that story then i think often as well with if it's an original work as well and you just want to tell that one story i think a film's the best can be the best way to go obviously it depends on the subject matter and how deep you want to get into the characters and things but if you've got a good story and you've got some good people behind the camera and in front of the camera i think a film can be can just get the whole points across you can get the emotions and everything especially if you go see it in the cinema it's obviously going to lift it again just for the sheer scale of things but i think yeah i, th I think films films are good for original tales possibly mm -hmm. but uh, what what about you what do you think you know I, my short answer is no not everything needs to be a television series i get mm -hmm. I, I totally understand what you're saying I, I do think it does work for some things However, part of the problem I'm running across, you know, everybody knows I'm a big comic book collector and everyone's like, oh, have you watched The Boys? Did you watch Jupiter's Legacy? You know, did you watch this? Did you watch, have you watched, uh, 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 what's the, the upright, the Academy, the Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy. Have you watched all these? I'm like, yeah, I got news for you. I don't have 27 hours a day to watch every TV show that they put out. And nowadays it seems like everything is being made into a TV show. Like, why can't some things just be a movie? And then if it goes well, maybe you make another one. Like Jupiter's Legacy, for example. Now, I haven't watched it yet because, again, I don't have time. 12 episodes, 10 episodes, whatever it was, didn't do so well. That Netflix already canceled it. Within like the first couple days it was out, even though it opened to big numbers from what I heard, they canceled already. So wouldn't that maybe have been served better by being a movie that they could have gotten, I don't know, whatever the Netflix numbers are, 100 million views on, and then been like, ooh, that was a big hit. Let's make another sequel. Like, I've read the Jupiter's Legacy comic books. There's only, there's only like eight of them. It's not that long of a series. They didn't need to make it into an entire season of television. Sometimes I feel like just telling a story, get in, get out, and, and hope for more, you know, works works better. Yeah. I think maybe, uh, well, the Jupiter's Legacy series, I saw it and quite enjoyed it, but I think they were taking elements not just from the original miniseries, but from some of the ones which followed as well, digging into the backstories of things. Yeah, but there's but only think, of those, too. I mean, all told, I mean, yeah, that's true. wealth of information. Like, the boys at least had, like, 75 issues, right? This yeah. is, like, a total of, like, maybe 15 issues, I think. So it's like, why did that need to be a 10-episode series? Why couldn't you just make that into a two-hour movie? They've made things that were way longer than that into a two-hour movie before, you know? So, like, why not do that? Well, sticking with the comic book uh, adaptation as well, Netflix did uh, the old guard, didn't they? That, and that mm -hmm. was uh, they did that with a movie and a, a sequel in the works. So one other option could be to do do a movie to introduce things, and then if need be, then a series. They were originally going to do that with uh, the Dark Tower, Stephen King's The Dark Tower. Right. The plans way back when were going to be do one movie, and then have a have a mini series that we'd all watch, and then do another movie and keep doing that. So you could right. you could have the big the big epic scenes of the movie, and then 
focus down on various characters and tell the tales. Because I think TV stories are good. TV series are good for for focusing on the characters and some of the events, the backgrounds of the different people. And if you want to really delve into it, it's good for that. Uh, but yeah, especially if it's just like a six episode I, thing. That's the other thing. They seem to go on. I some think, TV shows go on too long. Yeah, agreed. I think that there are certain things that if you're trying to translate, you need more time for. Um, you know, Preacher, for example. I didn't like the Preacher TV show, but uh, you know, yeah. it had 65 some odd issues. You couldn't just condense that into a two-hour movie that made any kind of sense at all because so much happened in it. Right? Dark Tower is another example. Like I saw that movie. It was a horrendous nightmare. Like it made no sense whatsoever. Like that's a story that needed more room to breathe. You know, there's there's tons of examples of good stories that I think were translated into TV shows that work really well. But there's an equal amount that I feel like I hear about and go, yeah, that could have just been a movie. I don't know that I needed to, to follow this for 10 weeks, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So many properties that I hear them announcing as TV shows, and it's like, gosh, that seems to me like it could just be a really good movie. Why do we need it to be? It's like it's like Hollywood has figured out that I guess there's more profit to be made or less risk or something in television shows, so now they're just doing everything as that, and it's like, if I go on Netflix, so here's kind of part of my problem with it. You know, I used to be able to go on Netflix click around, find a good movie to watch. Nowadays, it's like you have to search to find the movies because everything on Netflix now yeah, is a TV yeah, series. Yeah. I don't want to watch a TV series a lot of times. Like a lot of times I watch TV late at night after my family's gone to bed. So like, I just want to sit there and put on a movie that I can crank out in 90 minutes before I fall asleep on the couch, right? So everything on Netflix, it's like, oh, this looks interesting. And I click on it. It's like, watch season one now. I'm like, I don't want to watch season one. I just, I just want to watch a 90 minute to, to two hour long movie. That's all I want. Like, it, it's just gotten so it's like I'm not knocking TV shows that, because they're good and I love TV shows and we watch a lot of them. Um, and I think there are some really good ones that that have stemmed from adaptations and everything else. It just seems like they're going so far overboard to where everything now has to be a TV show. That they're forgetting about movies a little bit. And it's kind of like, hey, you know, don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Movies are cool. too. I do find with lots with certain movies as well, which recent movies, they sometimes come out and they just don't. They seem to just rush through everything as well, I think, because they they just it's almost like they just want to get it done and out the way instead of sure. just, you can still tell us a good story now and a half. But I think some totally. some screenwriters and things, I'm not sure whether they've come because they've been working on TV shows, they just get things rushed and then it all gets wrapped up super quick. And you just you just go and but that was no tell tell a proper story in in, in, in films. I mean, as you were saying, uh, the boys and preacher, uh, no matter what you think of the TV show, at least those comic books that they're based on do have a beginning, a middle, and an end. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so it's going to be, I mean, we've got the Sandman TV show being made. That, that had yeah. a beginning, a middle, and an end as well. So I think if you're going to do a TV shows based on a series of comics or books, as long as they've got an ending, I think that's the best way to go. Uh, unless it's The Walking Dead and then you just keep tracking the, the <laughs> yeah. on and on and you on. Know. Uh, Sandman's a great example, though, right? Like that—that that needs to be a TV show. It's such a yeah, complicated yeah. story, and there's so many different aspects of it. Like, just a two-hour movie of Sandman is not going to capture what it's all about. Great, I'm all for that being a TV series, and I'll be the first one to watch it. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, but uh, just certain other things that are kind of like, you know, much more finite. It's kind of like I don't know. Here's what I'll say. I have a comment here from Christine again saying, "Agreed." Everything is a TV show. See, it's too much yeah. sometimes. Too Even much. what we're doing now is almost a TV show. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. I guess we're a little hypocritical in that respect. Now, on the on the plus side, there are some things I like 
for example, Marvel's take on this. So Marvel's doing these shows. They're like six, seven episodes long, maybe nine, I think, WandaVision. You know, they're a short amount. And they're telling stories that, A, they want to flesh them out a little bit more, and B, probably wouldn't sell as blockbusters, right? Now, I mean, yeah. you could make a I mean, Marvel could put their name on anything and probably make a $250 million grossing movie, right? But like... WandaVision, you know, it was the way they did it with being a TV sitcom and all that stuff wouldn't have really worked as a movie. You know, yeah, Loki, yeah. yes, everyone loves Loki, but is a Loki movie necessarily going to make three, four hundred million dollars to, to justify what's probably a large budget? It, it probably would because Marvel's so popular, but I can see why they don't want to take, maybe take that chance and they want to expand on the character and do some different stuff with him. So like I like Marvel is sort of like, hey, here's the stories we want to tell that don't really fit into our movie plan because they clearly have a very clear movie plan. So we're going to make it into a movie. And if you want to watch it, I'm going to make it into a TV show. And if you want to yeah. watch it, great. And if you don't want to watch it, also great. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I think it's going to be the Marvel films which follow are going to be, uh, if we've watched the TV shows, We'll be able to go, things will mean a bit more. We can go, oh, that's so-and-so from that. We can yep. we can introduce characters as well. It's probably also really good for the actors because they can really dive into the, the yep. characters. Yep. And Because now Tom Hiddleston will have played Loki uh, a lot longer than uh, Chris Hemsworth's played Thor. Right. And things like that. So it's, uh, it's interesting. But also we've got things like there's going to be an Aliens TV show. Uh, I think it's going to be on HBO Max or... And I might be wrong about that, but yeah. But as we say, all these properties are, are becoming TV shows, and are they needed? Some of them might be good, but I think if they keep them, if they are going to do it, stick with the Marvel formula, or like lots of them, uh, British TV shows as well. Just yes. have yeah. six episodes. Yeah, and six then, to ten episodes. That, that's yeah. the way to do it. Because then you cut down on the bloats, you cut down on the filler episodes, and it's it's in out job done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just feel like, um, you know, it's one thing with the networks. Like, I get where, like, you know, look at, like, the CW. Like, they got The Flash and Green Arrow and Legends of the DC Universe and all these shows, Black Lightning, all these shows. I get that because they're a network. They need stuff to fill up their airwaves, right? So I understand their rationale for that. So it doesn't bother me, even though I don't watch all of them because I don't have time for them all, right? But when you have these streaming services, Netflix, Hulu, all of these, you have this... Um, you have the ability to make your TV show however long you want it to be, right? Uh, yeah. Make it six episodes, make it eight episodes, make it four episodes, right? It doesn't have to be season after season after season, you know, like there's just, I feel like they have so many options and, you know, it's just sort of becoming the default now to be like, yep, we're going to adapt this right into a TV show. And it's like, I just wish the studios would take a little more time. Maybe Jupiter's legacy getting canceled right away will serve as a, heads up for them to go, maybe that would have been better if we'd made that into a movie. Because then you probably could have made a trilogy out of it, and you would have yeah, had these yeah. big, huge movies that are getting tons and tons of views, you know, and everyone's talking about on, on Netflix, like The Old Guard, which was super popular, and I think they're already working on a second one, and Army of the Dead, uh, which was a big hit, or what's it, not Army of the Dead, Heist of the Dead, whatever, what was that, what was that one called? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think it was called Army of the Dead. Army it? of the Dead, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Right, like, that was a good one. Like, it had to yeah. be a movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, you know, that's all I'm saying. So I do like TV shows very much. Yeah, actually. yeah me too. But uh, one of the other good things, though, the fact lots of them are on streaming these TV shows, uh, they can, because you were talking about the length of the episodes as well. I've been seeing lots of series now. They have, they vary the episode length to tell that particular story for that for that episode. Yes. I mean, look at the Mandalorian, the first two episodes, that were really short. And everybody's yeah. going, make them longer. So then we've got some longer ones. And you're going, this is great. And, but it's it's... They can they can expand them because they they're not having to fit in all the commercials and advertising right. and things that go along with it. 
yeah, they don't have to fill a time. That's block. one nice little thing about it. But as you say, there's more and more TV shows now. So when you're actually looking for the films, you've got to dive through and go through. And it's often that thing as well when I am on Netflix or Amazon, I'm going, oh, I haven't got time to watch a movie. Or, but you put an episode on of a show and then you've watched three hours of TV. <laughs> and you go, I've got to watch the film. I've got to watch two right, films. Right. Right. I mean, ultimately, I think there's there's no right or wrong way to enjoy your your you know fictionalized storytelling. Right. If you like yeah. the TV shows, you know, great. If you like the movies, that's great. I just I just wish there's a little more variety. It seems like it's just leaning a little too heavily one way. Um, yeah. We did get an interesting comment, and in, I'm going to put it up here from Jay. Do you prefer the binge or the weekly release schedule? That's an ex excellent question, Phil. What do you? Uh, I, I think, think it depends upon the TV show because some of the shows when they come out, they just like to go, "Oh yeah, that was a great episode." Onto the next, but things like One Division and uh, some of the others, I like the bit of mystery. It brings back, as they call it, the water cooler element, where people are talking about it and going, "I wonder what's going to happen." Let's the mystery build. You come up with the theories. I mean, everybody's Mephisto according to Twitter, but. Uh, right. And the one problem with, well, the one problem with the weekly release schedule is you just want to see the next one straight away because we've been spoiled. But the binge format, which is also really good, uh, I find I can binge a load of stuff and I'm suddenly going, you, I forget things when I think back to it. Go, oh yeah, that was like six episodes. I'm going, well, what happened in in this? You just suddenly rush through and you're at the end and you, you've got to wait another year. Right. But I think I think the weekly release schedule is good the first time it's it's done, and then when the second series is good. It's good to go back and binge the first season again, just to just to refresh yourself and do that. That's what I like to do. Yeah. What about you? I um I like I I kind of feel the same way. I feel like if it's a show that has a lot of big events and spoilers and things like that, the weekly works better because there are some people who like the minute the show comes out and all ten episodes are out, they'll sit down and watch the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, I, I, that's never going to happen for me. I have kids, I have yeah. work, I have all kinds of things to get to. It's going to take me ten weeks to watch that sometimes, or at least ten nights, right? Uh, and then they go online, they're like, oh, guess who died in the third episode? You're like, dude, I haven't even gotten to the first episode yet. So I, I like that. Like Marvel, I like the way they're doing that with the weekly releases because there are so many spoilers in their shows that it, I, you know, it just doesn't give some people a chance to get to it. And it's like people, yeah, stay off social media. Well, I don't want to have to stay off social media for two weeks just so I can watch a TV show, you know? I, I'm a yeah. busy guy. I always have time to do that. Um, but I'll give you a good example, something like Ted Lasso. So I'm a huge fan of Ted Lasso. It's an Apple Plus show. It's a comedy. It's absolutely brilliant. Probably my favorite show of like the last decade. Um, and that's one to me. I know I watched it after it all came out, so I don't even remember how it was released. But like that's one to me. If they drop season two is coming out July 28th, if they dropped every single episode. Great. I'll watch them because I love that show. Um, but that's not a show that people are like going online and being like, what do you think about this scene? What about this scene? What does this mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, that's okay. So I can go either way, but I do like, you know, like, like Stranger Things was a big one. It was like, everybody's getting through straight when Stranger Things, like season two dropped, I must've seen like 50 people on my social streams who were like, well, I finished Stranger Things season two, like the second day it was out. And I'm like, yeah, I think I've done that with one of the Stranger Things one. I just end up going, going, I enjoyed it, but I can't remember it. I remember right. little bits of it, but well, where's you think it beds into your mind a bit more. Right. You, you blow through it so fast that takes forever for the next one to come out. Like we, my wife and I waited, like, I don't know, we, we did watch stranger things like season two or three, whichever over like eight weeks, because it was like, okay, that just cuts down at least a little bit, the wait for the next season. And like, I don't know, stretches it out a bit. It's kind of like, you're so excited for it and you blow through it in one day. And it's kind of like, well, what's the fun in that? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I, I yeah. stretch it out a little bit and get some, you know, 
you have a little more enjoyment out of it. That's me though. That's me personally. Again, I think it's better for the uh, the streaming services as well. They do do it weekly though because the, the word of mouth just builds and people keep talking about it. Otherwise, it can all be gone in like two or three weeks. Right. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Jay says he prefers the weekly. Brings him back to his childhood. He's old. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think you're younger than me, but uh, so I don't know what that makes me. But yeah. Uh, and then we have a couple more comments from Christine. Uh, can't wait for season two of Ted Lasso. Yes, love love Ted Lasso. Yeah, there was a new trailer for that one out today. Yes, yes. Uh, and then she also says love Stranger Things, but can't remember it either, right? Because it's been so long mm -hmm. since it came out. I do wish they could work on that a little bit. I know that Stranger Things probably, I'm sure COVID slowed it down and a bunch of other things, but like the wait times between that show are a little ridiculous. Um, so well, the other kids gonna be like 27 by the time the series ends. They're all gonna be like middle strange, aged kids. Stranger Things, I did enjoy. I, I do enjoy, but part of me does wish it had just been the first season and they just left it. Yeah, down. yeah. The first season was so perfect, and the second yeah. and third seasons, I really. Although, I think this the back half of the third season. I thought the first half was just okay. I thought the last half of the third season was absolutely amazing. So, yeah. but I do agree. It was it was a perfect first season, and then the second and third seasons were both pretty darn good. But not yeah. as perfect as the first yeah, one. Yeah, but that's that's the other thing about the whole, you know, movies versus films. I mean, you could just people, you no know, people. Well, if a film or TV show is successful, there are going to be sequels. So, right. So sometimes it's good to take that chance and hope you get more. You know. Mm -hmm. All right, so there you go. I think that's gonna—that's a good natural stopping point for us. So again, there's no right or wrong way to enjoy your your television, yeah. movies, or you know, however you like it. These are just our opinions on on what we think about them. It's whatever you're in the mood for at the time. Yeah, exactly. Some people, you know, my wife loves TV shows and hardly ever watches movies. I love movies. I still watch TV shows, but like it's different for everybody. So but we thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about it and and see what what we thought. Yeah. Thank All you right. for the comments, everybody. That was good. Yes, thanks for the comments. Appreciate it. And uh, that's going to wrap up our first episode for the night. But if you are watching live, please stay tuned. We will be back in just a couple of minutes to continue with our post credit sequence episode. Uh, we're going to do a top five list for you and our ATE recommends. Um, if you are listening to this or watching it after the fact, uh, you'll have another episode next week. Um, and please come join us live on Facebook so you too can make comments and interact with us. We enjoy that very much. Uh, anything I'm missing, Phil? I think you've got everything. Yeah, so it's uh, the end of this one. New episode coming up almost immediately. Almost immediately. All right. Uh, so as always, thank you guys very much for watching and listening. Uh, I'm Mike Spring. I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next time. After the ending.